busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So on today's menu, we're talking about something that I'm extremely passionate about and that I tried my bestest not to spill the beans and, and tell you exactly what I wanted to talk about our last conversation, but I want to talk about work-life balance. Oh, hoosah. The rolling of the eyes is um, happening at said time. Now, I have so many different ways I want to chop this particular salad. But I decided that I will go ahead and play with our cousin, the internet webs, if you will. Because while I was perusing the interwebs, I realized that it is not a clear-cut thing. So even with reading and gathering more information online, I still have my own little sauce I would like to pour on the situation. So I'm going to pull up just a few. I think it's about four. I don't know how many it is, but it is what it is. So our good friend over at Wikipedia informs that work-life balance is the lack of opposition between work and other life roles. It is a state of equilibrium in which demands of personal life professional life and family life are equal shouts out to um our cousin kiki on the wikipedia kiki.com okay great uh it then goes on to say a little bit further down that let's see i want to make sure it's not saying the same thing okay so work life balance is a term commonly used to describe the balance that a working individual needs between time allocated for work and other aspects of life Areas of life other than work life can include personal interests, family, and social or leisure activities. Awesome, Kiki. Then I went ahead and pulled from M as in Mary B.A. School, but they spelled it S-K-O-O-L dot com. And the definition there for work-life balance is a method which helps employees of an organization to balance their personal and professional lives. It is an important concept in the world of business as it helps to motivate the employees and increases their loyalty towards the company. Hmm. Somebody at, over at a mbaschool.com knows what they're preaching about. It's a good deacon over there. Then at aibsmboy.edu says that work-life balance is important as it allows you to separate work and home, meaning that the stress of work should stay at work and not follow you outside of office doors. Allowing work stress to infiltrate your home life is one of the primary indicators that you are not achieving a work-life balance. And then lastly, at the obvious, worklifebalance.com, the good bishop over there, says, when we are achieving and enjoying something every single day in all the important areas that make up our lives, as a result, a good working definition of work-life balance is meaningful daily achievement and enjoyment in each of my four life conjurants quadrants rather and the quadrants are work family friends and self now i read those few scriptures from those particular deacons at those uh given online websites at the internets into webs because i feel like all of that accumulated kind of 
satisfy what I see as work-life balance. The major difference that I see in work-life balance is that it differs for each person because it's what's important to you. So that cannot be something that's cookie cutter. I love the fact that they did put it in quadrants where they were like, okay, well, let's break it down to these particular areas and then you decorate it as you see fit. So work, family, friends, and self. And then that is the balance. But I heard from Joyce Meyer some time ago and I was like, "Mm, that's the balance that I feel like. And I may have said it to you before that I feel like best suits work life balance. She said, you have to worship, work, rest and play. And when I heard that, it satisfied my taste buds all the way through because I liked the order. I liked, uh, meaning that worship was the first thing that it was like, you got to have this in order because if your spiritual life is imbalanced then you'll start to feel that because I don't care what you believe or how you believe it, the body is wired the way God wired it to be. And so we were wired to worship. And so spiritual, so worship, then you work because he went ahead and gave Adam a job after creating him. So Yeah, you need one. And then you need to rest because it's biblical and you need it and you are not battery operated. And then you need to make time to play. And for each person that looks different, play for me is not going out clubbing or and nothing wrong with that or having a huge party or being in some type of you know, oh, I gotta go to this concert. I gotta. It's not ripping and running for me. Play looks a lot like it's very simplistic for me these days. It's going out to eat. It's learning a new craft. It's exploring an area I never explored before. And on a simplistic level, like I have gotten to the point, and I told you this before, where I actually love date day. Because I don't like the hustle and bustle of the nighttime traffic. I don't like how the temperature just super drops no matter what the season is. It's like, ooh, my outfit can't be cute because I'm shivery timbers. And that's just not cool. But this conversation was sparked because of an interaction that I had some time ago. And I was like, you know what? We need to discuss. Without it being gossip, we need to go ahead and just pull from the education realm. I went for an interview, and I couldn't make this up if I tried. Went to an interview, was greeted by the person that was there. They informed, okay, the person's here for the interview, blah, blah, blah. So there was a wait time, and he so graciously kind of occupied the wait time with small talk. He was already an employee there. So he's like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, okay. First, I wanted to make sure you wasn't trying to highlight nobody's grandbaby because this grandbaby is super taken, okay? Bling, bling, left hand, okay, great. So I'm real suspicious when it comes to somebody asking me of the male descent, where you from? Because where I'm from, that's a holler. Like, my, where you from? <laughs> where you want me to be from? You know, how she used to answer in her olden days. But now that she's married now, she's not doing any of that, sir. No shoulders shine for you. Anyway... <laughs> as I pull my carnigan up proverbially. So he was like, you know where you're from? And I was like, New York, kind of kept it short, you know, less than 140 characters. Thanks very much. And then once he was like, oh, okay, um, 
you worked in this particular department before or what have you? And I'm like, no. And I gave him small talk. And then once I seen it, he was like, yeah, because, oh, that's funny. My wife used to work there. And I was like, whew, okay. Because I needed you to, I needed it to be clear that you wasn't trying to do the winkage. But cool. So he was like, yeah, you know. And so he told me pretty much his what I did in my profession and my career choices was almost like mirrored reflection of what his wife did. And so I was like, listen, tell her that it can only be one social security number. You understand? Like we not finna get in trouble for the IRS. When social security come, I'm not finna have that. Like we not, you you know? And so we had a good joke about that and that was cool. And so he was like, yeah, well she's that now she loves it. And so the job that he said was the job that I pretty much turned down maybe about mm, a year prior to that conversation. And so I was like, really? And I'll go ahead and just expose this one. Uh, she works for the Department of Juvenile Justice. We call it DJJ in Georgia. And I was like, oh, okay, but for the children. So I was like, oh, really, for this county? Because that's the one that I turned down. And he was like, yeah, you know, they're on a hiring freeze right now, so it is a little bit stressful for what she's saying, but she loves it. And I was like, really? Because for her to pretty much the same feelings that I had about the jobs that were mirrored with her, we pretty much had the same review. I didn't like it. They weren't family-oriented. They weren't this, that, and the third, and it was awesome. But he was like, yeah, she's been there maybe about, like, three, four years now. She loves it. And I'm like, huh. So in my head, I'm like, did I pass up one that was good? But the reason why I passed it up is because I no longer wanted to be in a department where I had to make home visits. I found that to be very uncomfortable. As I told you in prior conversations, I did it for the night unit. I've done it in the daytime, and I'm just like, home visits, it's just not cool. It's not cool to let somebody know, can you put your dogs up? It's not cool because when people get a little bit disgruntled, that's their home environment. You you see what I'm saying? I don't know what the nooks and cranny is of your weapon of protection of choice I don't know how you handle this this is your area of comfort and this is my area of foreign so that to me just does not equate to yay sign me up I want to do it and so when I said that I was like yeah but it's the home visits and he said um yeah my wife had a problem with that too she was going to go see an offender but she pretty much you know how you go into the driveway of someone's house and you're like oh wait this is not it so you kind of you turn in their driveway and then you realize okay it was the house next to and he says so when she was you turning into that neighbor's yard the neighbor pulled the gun out on her and I had more expression on my face than he had as he was telling the story and he went to say comma but other than that she loves it and I said, oh, <laughs> okay. Because I was trying to see what the next sentence is going to be to support said she loves it. Okay, uh, sir, you see the darts in my eyes? Like, I don't really. And so he was like, yeah, you know, we have three children. We have three young children, two boys, two girls. And I'm sorry, two, bo- two girls and one boy, because that would have been 90 children. And, you know, she gets to make her schedule. She doesn't have to go in the office except to do minimal things, but she just got to keep on top of her paperwork. So she gets to work virtually, and it's a lot of flexibility, and that's why she loves it. And, I, you know, she has more flexibility there than I have here. And so I'm like, hmm, so many things wrong with this sandwich, and I'm not sure what end I want to dissect first but 
okay. And so I was like, really? He was like, yeah, I just, you know, there's no flexibility like that here. Um, but again, she loves it. And yeah, I just, you know, she's been three, four years and that's just it. I was like, Hmm. So that kind of stayed on my mind. I then go into this particular interview, same right after speaking to him. Cause they were ready. And he was like, well, it's good talking to you. I was like, yeah, you too. Went down, sat down, talking to them, blew the interview out the water. I told you this in a prior conversation. And when I went to go tell her like, Hey, I have two vacations in June, the first week and the last week. But the way that I planned it, it's not taking the entire week. It just looks like I need an extended weekend. And so the manager decides to tell me, oh, okay, well, we can't promise you that you can have those days off. But, you know, because we have a system and then such and such, that's the service manager. She's going into, you know, she'll be having maternity leave soon. And so we'll be down a person. And then the workers that are here, we already have a system and I want to be fair. And so, you know, it's kind of like, and so what she was essentially getting to is a strong no ma'am I was like oh okay so when I left I went ahead and scratched that idea of that company altogether because for me that was a strong no ma'am and I said to myself and I had to say it out loud because I didn't want it festering and kind of tampering into my mood because I'm being real cautious these days since we went on our peace journey a couple of conversations ago that I am clear and I am aware of the things that attempt to contaminate my mood on a daily basis and so I was like hmm okay so conversation with buddy I'm gonna talk about that in a in a moment kind of made me like huh I had the like the head tilt a little puppy, a little thing there. I was like, hmm, okay. But then talking to her, I said, mm-mm. I went in my car. I said, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. Never, ever, ever will there be a time that something that is important to me that I give a worker or a manager or whomever is, is in the position of authority advance notice that it will be met with a no. Never, ever, ever would there be a time that I need to do something with my children, plan something with my family, do something for myself, that you are going to tell me, I cannot promise that you can have that day off. Now, let me explain something to you. I have put off vacating for about mm, two years. And this year, my husband and I declared, we were like, look, you know, that particular year that we're speaking of, we're going on vacation I mean, have a nice day. It's just, that's what's happening. And so with me, I had to hear that and declare that as one of our New Year resolutions because I am the person that any job I've ever had, vacation time is out the yin-yang. Vacation time and sick time almost looks like, are you trying to go for the top score? Because you know these are for you to use. But I've always worked in fast paced or high demand jobs where it was like, if I took a day off, let alone numerous days off, it is more of a detriment to my workload than it is helpful. Like, I don't want to be on vacation and be like, oh, did I, did I send that letter out? Did I, you know, when it starts to get to that point, it's to merge at that. Yeah. Merge at that point. And so. But there's just certain things that there is no negotiating for me on. Like, 
my daughter or my son graduating, I don't care nothing about nobody's seniority. I, that's not important to me. What's important to me is that I'm here for these moments because I can get any other W-2 anywhere else. I cannot give back those moments. So for work-life balance, that is important to me. And as a matter of fact, I don't even like the term work-life because I feel like that statement is even out of order. My life is not secondary to my work. Have an extremely nice day. That will never be. And I am disgusted that the way that these companies are ran now, it almost seems like they want you to have work, period, and then life, outside of the hyphenation being there between it. You have to understand people in hiring authorities, people who are making up these tasks in the higher management that then trickle down to people who cannot perform and so they too drained to do not only their job but then they're too drained to have any other portion of their life operable because you have sucked the life out of them sir and ma'am I will never ever ever commit to any entity whether it's starting a business, whether it's helping someone along with their business, whether it's managing a particular, I don't care what the title nor the notion is, but there will never be a time that I'm going to allow someone to not understand that my life assignment is not 99% work. That God assigned other things to me for me to be a good steward over. And one of the major key components of work-life balance is that I'm okay. Because if the body is not okay, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially, all the lees, then the job is not going to get done. I have never seen anyone with a laptop on their lap in an ICU unit. I have never seen it where... Jobs really took their time off to call you to see if you good, if something, you know, really tra traumatic happened. And so because I don't expect for you to come out of your work life to see if I'm good, I don't expect for you to understand that I'm going to have to take a time out for work to make sure my life is good. And yes, people ab have abused it and still abuse it. And that's what makes it really, really hard for the people who are not doing so. But I just really, really, I don't understand where this kind of came on. Were you just supposed to kind of like do this modern day slavery? Where it's like, do you understand that after I leave here, I need to have enough energy in my eyes to drive home safely, okay? Possibly cook, warm up something or have enough energy or money to order something, and I just want us all to get to a point where we understand these jobs are not your life. Let me explain something to you. I will reduce anything. I will downsize anything to maintain my peace and my health. I am not forfeiting my health, my peace of mind, or anything that I deem important to me for nobody's job. I would respect myself more if I put together two part-time jobs to make that full-time fix. Never, ever, ever will there be a, yeah, but I got to work that because. Long gone are the days where I'm going to be okay with working up a storm and then leaving my kids unattended at home because I got to work. And I understand when that's time, the time things happen, I get it, but the 
Kids should not be raising themselves. And somewhere along the line, we've bought into the mission statement that, yeah, but I, I need to work so that they can have things. And then I'm working for their future to put us in a better position. But you don't understand that you cannot outwork time. Those informational skills, those in, informative uh age ranges for kids, those informative ages, impressionable stages, you can't get that back. You cannot get back that you are creating a normalcy for them that reads mommy or daddy uh, works more than they are home. Because you know what starts to happen? Children do one or two things. They do the thing that they see modeled out or the thing that they're educated on. So until someone comes into their lives and says, hey, that's not a healthy way to live your life, then they are going to mimic what you show them. And nobody wants to swallow the pill of, I demonstrated that for you. So I went ahead and had that conversation with my son. I gave him the example that Buddy told me about his wife and the driveway situation and the gun being pulled. I said, let me ask you a question. What would you want for your wife if that was your situation? My son immediately, you know, he cool. He New York all day. He was like, I'm not, I ain't with it. I ain't with it. I said, what does that mean? Because I wanted him to articulate, you know, outside of the ebonics, if you will. And he was like, no, she's not doing it. I said, would you not want her to do that? for long or he was like no she's quitting so I looked at my daughter and I said okay because to me the best time to really dig in and keep your attention is the car I control what you're paying attention to you know and I can get in some real real good nuggets in a short time frame so when I said it to my daughter before my son even answered my daughter was like uh I don't want to work there and so I, when as both of them both had the consensus on their own to gather up a, I wouldn't want that for myself. B, I wouldn't want that for someone I care about. So I told them, so you know what that means. That means that you are going to have to live a life that mirrors and provides you the opportunity that if someone says to you, this is a part of your job and you have to do this and it doesn't sit well to, with you, you are going to have to make sure that the lifestyle that you created affords you to say, you know what, but I step away from this. And that a bill doesn't get dropped and that, you know, such and such. Like you may not drop the flashiest of everything. You may not have the biggest and the bestest house. You may get to that point, but just get to that point slower because you decided I'm not working like a mule I'm not putting myself or anyone that I love in an unsafe environment and then the things that mean something to you you went ahead and said no nobody is going to contaminate that I've set a boundary of what means something to me and I'm not going to allow anyone else especially somebody's w2 to go ahead and bleed into those boundaries I'm not accepting a bleed over and so I was so proud to hear that it was, wow, you guys see that already as minors, that that's not cool? Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I am someone that loves a good side hustle. I remember telling you some time ago that I went ahead and did Uber and then, you know, whatever new thing was up that I can kind of say, hmm, let me see the experience or, and that was before Uber started doing like the craziness because I wouldn't be doing anything now. It's like the way that they, if I heard 
that when I was first starting out, it would have been a no ma'am, strong, strong, no ma'am, capital A on the all the ma'ams. Have a nice day. Uh, so recently I was kind of talking to my husband and I was like, what about DoorDash or Postmates? You know, they said all I need is this. I pretty much fit the criteria. I drove Uber before. The only thing is I would have to call the insurance company and let them know that I'm using our vehicle for business purposes and blah, blah, blah. And before I can get anywhere down the line, mind you, I did the background check. They actually sent the bag over with the activation card. It was like, you can start today. I was like, yay. Went to my husband. He was like, yeah, you can, Fairner, uh, wrong answer. I'm like, really? He was like, you are not going to anyone else's house. I was like, but what if I just do it during the lunch period? And and no matter how I tried to Cupid shuffle the example, he kept giving me the C, all of the answers still no. I'm, I don't know how else to tell you that. And so me knowing that my husband is probably the most understanding he can – even if he didn't see it one way at first, he can kind of see it from your perspective after you give him some concrete evidence that makes sense. Then he got to kind of see if it sits well with, you know, his logic. And then he checks in with his spirit. Like he has a system that just works. There's a few, few things that I've said, hey, this is what I want to do. And he looked at me like, you can have a nice day. I was like, today he was like the nicest. Day the nicest. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I'll go ahead and just leave that alone. And so when I was having that conversation with that young man, as I was waiting for the interview, I was like, my gosh, what lifestyle did you and your wife create that she has to continue to work in an environment that may or may not allow her to come back home in one piece? You just finished telling me that y'all have two girls and one boy. And for some reason, you hearing that someone pulled the gun out on her didn't phase you. Didn't phase you enough to be like, I would take a second job and she would have to stay home with them kids and before I ever allow. And that speaks a great testimony right there. Ladies need to be mindful of who they choose to be their covering. A poncho feels way different than a shelter in a time of storm, okay? And when you choose your God-assigned covering, a.k.a. a husband, please be certain that he's looking at all aspects of what protects his investment and the thing that he was assigned to cover. Because hearing that man speak and then going back to what my husband said earlier this year, like you can... (laughs) have the nicest day when it comes to you delivering anything to anybody else's house. And his thing was, people are crazy and I'm not there with you. And I had no other option but to respect it on a whole new level. You understand that? And so my thing was, with the interview information and then hearing Buddy speak to me, you know, prior to the interview and me seeing how these jobs will dog work you if you allow, not all, but a majority. And you would think that as we are growing in technology and information and all of this, that we will be choosing better. And it's almost like we are choosing numbers over the numbers that mean something to us, meaning your blood pressure number, okay? 
the amount of time that you go ahead and invest in your social life or your family, yeah, those numbers should mean way more to you than the numbers on your paycheck. And I know you're like, listen, but struggling is not cool. Yeah, but who said you had to do that? You know, you struggling and wanting a lifestyle that you can brag about looks like two different things. There is nothing wrong with driving that hoopting until you get to a better situation. It is nothing wrong with staying home probably a little bit longer so that you can save up, so that you have that cushion when you need to go ahead and walk away. Because if anything, we always know a fast food or a waitressing situation is available if need be. You may not find the banging, ooh, I'm the CEO of the EEO. You may not find that initially out the gate. But what you should go ahead and be exercising as you're gaining this momentum to of trying to find the peace in, that you need in your life, what you should be really looking for is what adds to me and what continues to threaten the things that add to me. Those are the things that you need to, it needs not even to be a conversation. After old girl said what she said about, I can't promise because we have a system. And then when Buddy went ahead prior to the interview and kind of low-key already told me, I don't have the flexibility here that I need. And that his wife getting a gun pulled out on her was way more flexibility, even though she got the gun. But the flexibility that she gets is way more important because he don't get the flexibility. Y'all both just told me, please don't work here. That's exactly what y'all told me. And you know what? Praise God for that. Thank you for that. And like, seriously, y'all couldn't have gave me a better gift. You couldn't have. Because for someone to go ahead and let me know, we don't value um, work-life balance here. Yeah, we're not family-oriented here. That woman said that she has had part, the one that was interviewing me, that she has had part-time workers come in for just two three hours of the day no matter where they were traveling from and I'm like what could possibly possess you to call a grown woman in grown man in grown any person in of working age in for two three hours and then feel some type of way because they tell you later that it's not worth it yeah because what you essentially tell someone is I I rule your day Let's just go ahead and, because she said, you know, sometimes we need coverage for like lunchtime or things like that. So I'll call in the part-timers. So you call in somebody just to cover a part-time shift and you think that that makes them feel valuable? Part-time doesn't mean any time. There still should be a level of consistency and value there. Even if it's the hours that no one wants to work, even if it's the work that no one else wants to do, but there should be this level and this signal that is sent out that screams, we value you here. That is why people leave and jump ship and go other places because people need to identify what company they can commit to that is also going to invest into their work-life balance or what I want to start saying, life-work balance employment is not your only God-given assignment. You have an assignment to make sure that you're being a good steward over your health, over the things and people that God assigned to you, whether it's business, whether it's children, whether it's family members, whether it's that mentee, whether it's that person that God kind of so often puts in your heart, call such and such and make sure that they're good. And every time you call, you're like, 
they tell you on the other line, like, oh, my goodness, you're going to live a long time, or, oh, I just thought about you, or, oh, I really needed this call. So that's clearly God working in the spiritual realm, doing things that you cannot see. And these are things that you will miss if your body is so tired that all you were able to do was clock into a W-2 job, clock out, and barely have enough time to eat or energy to want to eat and then go to sleep and do it again. Oh, you know how I feel about this whole situation. You know how I feel about people abusing in plain sight and we allowing that. That is abuse. And once you know of a thing and you have no strategy on how to change a thing, then that is voluntarily, you're being voluntarily abused. That's a volunteer situation. And I'm not going to ever volunteer myself in any position but to go up, up, upward, and onward. Nobody's going to have me in shackles. No one is going to ever have me in this situation. And again, you're probably listening like, she sounds like she got the millions of the billions. You know what? But finances don't make me rich. Knowledge makes me rich. The education and the impressions that I press upon my children so that that will be generational knowledge and wealth, that's the wealth I'm trying to accumulate. I'm trying to go ahead and make sure that I have enough financial wisdom and education that I can go ahead and leave some funds behind them. That when I leave, that when they leave for college or whatever, they don't have to go ahead and go into debt. That there are certain things that you can do that you don't have to have millions of dollars. You need to be smart with your time, with your money, and where you commit your time and money to. You really don't need to be a gazillionaire to be rich. L look up the highest uh, salary, annual salary of the average millionaire. It just may take you longer, but there is no goal that you cannot reach making a minimum wage salary. Now, you haven't possibly made life decisions that makes that difficult because of the children that you had prior to setting the foundation and the, you know, situation that you did that kind of put you in that form of debt. You know, and I'm not going ahead and blaming on one because I didn't follow the script either. But I'm just saying, recognize it could be done even if your choices don't complement it. You see what I'm saying? Life work balance. Is your life working for you? Or, or, or the only time that you get some type of relief emotionally is when that one vacation comes up that one time. Oh, okay, think, praise God, it's, it's an extended weekend. We have that Monday off because it's a holiday. Like, are you depending on the world to give you your peace? Like the world's calendar? What they decide is the holiday and you get off, you decide, oh, okay, so the, ooh, I get to go ahead and breathe. The world does not shape you, and please don't allow it to do so. So my challenge to you today, if you have not realized it yet, is are you practicing life-work balance or are you trying to balance a work-life situation? Zoom out of your situation and look, in, even if you have to do it in quadrants, like the one that we just read, or if you want to choose the one that I just said about Joyce Meyer, however you want to do it, but is it balanced? Or is it way too little sleep, but way too much work, and then not enough social, but way too much? Like, are you imbalanced in areas, and maybe that's why you've been feeling eh and funky from time to time? 
That's what you need to go ahead and do. That is my challenge to you. Don't you allow another income tax to come in for you to not realize I need to do something different. Don't you let another paycheck come in for you to go ahead and realize the same. Don't let another orange bottle with a white cap from somebody's given pharmacy to go ahead and remind you your body is sending you signals and you're not paying attention. What do you need for work-life balance? Is it more vacation time? Is it more, you know what, I need to make sure that no matter what, I don't care how I got to get it, but I need my nails done twice a month, every week. Nope, I don't care how I'm going to do it, but I need a massage because every time I get a massage, I do feel better. Then I do start feeling achy after a certain time. I remember my masseuse told me I need to start stretching in the morning because my body would feel better. I have not yet implemented that because I'm a very show me what to do and she didn't tell me what to do. So I'm going to have to find the information out on my own. But a massage is something that I would like to make part of my monthly budget. I would like to make it that as hard as I work and as much as I invest into everyone else that I don't forget to invest in myself. And sometimes investments is little things like, are you eating right? Are you getting that massage that's going to make you feel right? What are you doing to add more time and value to your life? What are you doing? And so that's my challenge to you today. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that the average friend is not having, but that's why I'm your bestest friend. I'm your superduperhomegirl.com backslash me because I'm going to give it to you real, the only way that I can, straight from the heart. And I feel like you got what you needed. These particular topics hit me real close to home and I get super passionate and we can be on a 55 minute conversation, but I like to keep it short because again, I want to be considerate because I'm not adding no Nathan to your cell phone bill and I don't want to be disrespectful. You feel me? So as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and do what needs to be done. Life work, not work life. Later.